You know, I, I was thinking about some stuff last night. I said, Lord, I, I want to preach what you want me to preach. And I was going over the, the, the rapture. Amen. I was thinking about the rapture. And I, and I started realizing that the rapture is not very far away, I, I, I believe. Uh, I believe that God is preparing his church to get ready for the coming of Christ. And it's not always going to be easy. The bruises are going to hurt. The, 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 the punches that God gives them. People say, God don't punch you. Yes, he does. I got punched a lot of time by the Lord because I wouldn't listen. I thought I could stand up to him, Lord. <laughs> I thought I could fight God, but I realized I can't fight God. So he humbles us. We were talking before the service. I mean, I'm, somebody told me the other day, I said, well, how do you feel to be a pastor? I said, I don't. I'll tell you the truth. I feel more like a servant. <laughs> That's what I feel like. I feel like I'm here to serve. I'm not here to, to exalt myself above anybody else. I put it, and, and, and you should feel the same way. We're one body, one, one, one body in Christ. Hallelujah. We want to be ready for when Jesus comes back. Amen. Hallelujah. Open your Bible with me. I want to talk about somebody that don't want you to hear this message. <laughs> His name is the devil. Oh. Satan is a deceiver. And he's a liar. And he comes to do what? To kill, steal, and destroy. And that's his mission. His mission is not to... To help you. He doesn't love you. He doesn't want you in church. He wants you away from God. And Satan's ministry. So and I'm using it like that. Because he has a ministry. But it's not God's ministry. My Lord. Y'all better wake up. <laughs> he wants to keep you from God. And his goal is to keep you as far from God as possible. I was thinking about. The ten virgins in Matthew 25. That these virgins were waiting for the Lord. There were ten of them. Five were foolish. Five were wise. See, the wise always kept their light on. And their oil full. And that's a preparation for the coming of the Lord. That's a preparation that Jesus is coming and our lamps should be full. But they got lazy. They said, oh, he ain't coming now. He, he, he's going to be years before he comes back. And they let their oil lamps go out. I'm trying to keep my hands in my pocket anyway. <laughs> and what happens is that they, they, people get lazy. They get lazy. They start Slacking off, they start not praying as much, they don't read their Bible, they won't go to church as much, and they start getting, getting laid back. And what happens, Satan comes in and he offers us an easy way, right? Believe me, I'm not preaching to condemn anybody. I'm talking about me myself. It's easy to get up and not pray. It's easy not to read your Bible. Oh, and you know what? Listen, I've been, more, I've been tired more than I've ever been because I'm working hard and, and i got a lot of things going on. And my body gets tired. So, so and Satan said, well, Lenny, sleep a little longer. Uh, you know enough of the Bible. You don't have to read today. <laughs> you don't have to go to church. You, you, you got it all together. Oh, man, I'm away from having it all together. <laughs> I started thinking about my life. I said, Lord, why you would even want to save me? <laughs> but I finally keep speaking to me. And I thank God for that. Even in my... Lazy times, it seems like God is reaching out. And he doesn't reach out to leave you there. He reaches out to bring you close to him. So you can fellowship with him. Who's the biggest enemy you have? The devil. Listen, if I sit there and tell you what that snake's like, you, listen, we just think of the devil. He's the bad guy. He's the flip side of God. As, as good as God is and Beautiful and wonderful as God is, Satan is as equally evil, right? And today in the church, in modern church, I'll tell you the truth, Satan is not even talked about holy. Satan is not mentioned because, you see, he wants it like that. <laughs> he likes it like that. 
Satan goes to church every Sunday. He even comes here sometime. Come on, Holy Ghost. And what he wants to do is discourage you and defeat you. See, if he can keep your ears closed and your eyes closed, he's got you. Listen, when I went to school, it took me three years to go to learn my ABCs, but I learned them. <laughs> no, it didn't take that long. I <laughs> No, man, I stayed three years in the third grade. I finally got it. <laughs> but even now, I find in my own faith. Now, listen, I'm going to tell myself, even now, I realize, why, why didn't I see that years ago? Why didn't I understand that years ago? Why isn't God revealing that to me right now? I sat in church. I went to, I sang with everybody else. I heard the same gospel everybody else heard. And God speaks to me and says, God, why are you showing me that now? I could have used that 20 years ago. You know why? Because my ears were closed. Uh, I sang the same songs. I heard the same messages. I, I, I did everything everybody else done. But what happened? Because Satan has closed my ears at times. And I regret it to this day. Seriously, I regret the times I, I came to church and I left with nothing. Because it wasn't the preacher's fault. It wasn't the church's fault. It was my fault. My Lord, you're looking at me strange. If you would turn to me to Isaiah, chapter 14. Let's talk about the devil this morning. What is he like? Most of you, or more all of us, and one time sat in religion, right? God help me. This is the furthest thing I want for this church is a religious church. Because I find out that religion tends to adopt things that God didn't tell us to have. They'll make up new laws. They'll say, well, you, you got to say this and do this and bow here and, and, and all this stuff. And nothing changes. Come on, Holy Ghost. Nothing inside develops. When you get into religion, religion says, well, if I follow the program, if I do it that way, if I say this, this way, and what happens is that I'm okay with God. No, you're not okay with God. My Lord, I feel the presence. When there's not a burning desire for Jesus in your heart and all it is is a religion, you're lost. Are you falling away one way or the other? My desire for this church, I can't speak for anybody else, you know, as a pastor here, is that you leave with a desire for God. If, I've, if, I've, if, if that happens, I'm happy. Because if you have a desire for God, you're going to be searching for Him. You're going to be looking for answers. You're going to be seeking His direction, right? You're going to want to be in His presence, like Yvette was singing this morning. But the devil don't want you to... Don't want you to hear. He doesn't want you to hear. He don't mind you even singing songs. He don't mind you quoting a Bible verse. Oh, but if you ever do what it says, <laughs> he's in trouble. Come on, somebody. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If faith ever activates in your life, the devil's in trouble. Because he hates faith. He hates, he hates righteousness. He hates a holy life. He hates all of that. This is the Lord, and this was, this was basically dealing, and he used, the, the, uh, he used the, the Babylonian Empire or the Babylon King as, as an inspiration to write this about Lucifer. Because you've got to read it in the context that God is correcting and saying, men destroyed cities. Come on, somebody. Men, kings destroy lives. That's why you should never put your attention too much on the government we have today or any government. And I read that the other day and it stuck to me. A nation that forgets God is doomed for hell. When God is not mentioned, when we quote him from Sigmund Floyd and Dr. Spock and all these atheists that 
took over our public school system, and we got children that are shooting each other and dying and going to hell, we got a problem. No longer is Jesus the voice in our public schools. No longer is Jesus the voice in our churches. Because Satan is lying to the people. He ain't worried about, he's got the false religions. He's worried about this church. He, wa he wants to make sure you and me that believe God, that believe in the cross and believe what Jesus did, don't follow him. And the last thing he wants you to do is to believe the gospel. To believe the word of God. Oh, are y'all listening? <laughs> I prayed before I come. Lord, let their ears be open. Satan is the adversary of God. You got to know who the devil is. Satan was one of God's high angels. You got Michael, the archangel, Gabriel, and Lucifer. Lucifer was one of his high angels. And it's very clear from Scripture that Lucifer thought he can take God's place. So he looked at his beauty. He had pipes coming out of his body. Polly was the worship leader in heaven. Polly was the one that led worship, and he, he was so beautiful. He was so, and his pride had settled in his heart. And then, then he looked at God. He said, I can do God's job. I can take God's place. Can you imagine something created, talks to his creator, and says he can take his place? They got preachers right now saying, we're some gods. We're some little gods. No, there ain't no little gods. There's only one God. <laughs> and his son, Jesus Christ. We're looking at today, you know, even Hitler. I thought about Hitler. We laugh at that. He went around and says, I'm God. You know, angels in heaven are laughing at that nut. Well, he's dead now. Come listen to this gear boy. Ho, ho, ho. He thinks he's God. He's an idiot. He was an idiot. It was, he, was, he was embodied by Satan's lie. He, he believed the devil. And Satan destroyed him. Okay. This is the Holy Spirit saying, Oh, how are, how, how are you all fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Verse, one, uh, verse 14 of chapter, no, verse 12 of chapter 14 of Isaiah. Did I tell you the turn yet? No. Golly. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12. This is, this is Isaiah speaking about the devil. Don't ever think that you are more powerful than Satan. You're not more, you're not more wiser than Satan. We underestimate the power of the devil. And I'm not here to glorify Satan in no shape or form. But as long as he can keep you from that book and keep you from the Holy Ghost and keep you from Jesus. He don't mind you believe in Jesus, but he's going to try to get you to believe the Jesus he builds up. Not the Jesus of this book. <laughs> and he wants, see, the thing about the devil is that he was defeated at Calvary 2,000 years ago. He, he, when, when, when Jesus died on the cross, see, I talked to Janice there. I said, I don't personally believe that he was trying to kill Jesus before he got to the cross. Because then the fulfillment of, of the word wouldn't, wouldn't happen. The fulfillment of prophecy wouldn't happen. They did things to Jesus. You remember when I was talking about it? They did things to Jesus. Man, it's horrible. They, like I said, they, had, they will have him carry this, this, this beam. With his back split wide open, you can about imagine the, 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 the splinters and, and, and rubbing on his back on raw flesh. I thought about that. I said, man, what, well, how horrible was that? Then having nailed to an old cross. Come on, Holy Ghost. The pain was whole. He was trying to kill Jesus. But he, Jesus didn't die until he said, it is finished. The price was paid. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank God. You ought to rejoice because your salvation was paid for that day. You don't have to go to hell with him. See, Satan has no repentance. Satan has no hope of, uh, of getting saved. He's doomed for hell. There's nothing that he can do to ever get to heaven because he has, he's retrobate. 
His mind is drawn away from the Lord. He has no redemption in him, and he doesn't want it because he's so evil. When he comes to, and I think about little babies that have been torn to pieces, that's the devil inside the mama. Little body parts pulled out piece by piece, laid upon a, on a tray. Make sure you get every part out, the doctor says. We don't want no infection. Come on, how, how cold and mean and murderous you could be to pull a little baby to pieces and lay him on a tray and not have a heart. Man, come on, Holy Ghost. Not have a brokenness in your spirit. This is a human being that God created. And he wants to kill as much as he can because he hates people. He hates the human being. He hates you. Satan has no love for one one human being on this planet. The only thing I think he loves is himself. He wants worship. He wants praise. He wants what you give into God to give to him. Because he made it very clear when Jesus was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. He said, if you fall down and worship me, Satan's telling the Lord this. If you fall down and worship me, I'll, I'll, I'll show you all the kingdom. I'll give them to you. All the kingdoms in a moment's time. If he can try that with the Lord, don't think he'll do it to you. Okay. Oh, Lucifer. <laughs> Son of the morning. How are you cut down to the ground? You who weaken the nations. Who's destroying nations? The devil. Who's lying to politicians? The devil. Who's destroying this planet? The devil. Listen, he has nothing to do with healing. He has nothing to do with, with fixing things. He is corrupt. Come on, somebody. He, he hates God. He hates Jesus. He hates you. Because he doesn't want you to live for the Lord. He knows where he's going, and he wants to bring you with him. That's the devil. Oh, but then I heard about the devil. He was bad. No, there ain't nothing more corrupt than him. He'll kill and destroy and pull apart anything he can do. He'll, he'll tear lives apart. He'll tear marriages apart. He'll tear children apart. He'll, he, don't, he loves to see drugs destroying young people by the millions. He loves to see cancer killing the, the people. He loves to see death of little unborn babies. That's, 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 that's what he draws pleasure from. That's what he wants. He loves it. They rejoices over that because that's what he wants. That's all he is. There's no good in the devil. A man, I mean, uh, an angel of God at one time. One of the most beautiful angels let his pride bring his downfall. You know what? <laughs> What's the number one sin that started all sins? Pride. Pride brought all death. Pride bought all destruction. Pride bought all lust. Pride bought all murders. Pride bought all, all, everything that's evil came from that one incident. Satan and his pride. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Y'all wake up. <laughs> I know it's just kind of a sovereign message because it makes you think. I don't know the devil. Well, I want to know God. You better know the devil. You better know who he is. Because he doesn't want you to know who he is. He don't mind you going to church sometime. He don't mind you doing all those religions as long as you don't find out what he's doing. It makes me so angry when I can see preachers sucking the life out of people, man. Living some of the most luxurious lives. Mocking, blaspheming. Bringing, bringing blaspheming to the name of the Lord. That's the devil, okay? I don't mind saying it. He's the stealer and the robber. He's the abuser. He's the thief. He's the one that murders. For you have said in your heart, this is stuck in my Satan, I will ascend my throne above. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Who, who sits above the stars of God? Jehovah. Who is ruling in heaven? The Father. And Jesus is at his right hand. So Satan says he's going to put his stars above. 
He's going to put his place above the stars. God's throne is above the stars. God's throne is above the universe. God's throne is above exalted and, and to be exalted. Satan wants praise that, is, that goes to God. He wants you to worship him. He wants to place his throne above God's throne. I will also sit in the mountain of the congregation on the far side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. I got news for him. There's no one like the most high. Not him, not me, not you, anybody. The job is not available. And you couldn't do it. There's only one most high, the exalted one. The one that brings life to everything we see. The one that brings salvation to man. The one that heals and brings deliverance to pe his people. It's Jesus. The Father. The Son. The Holy Ghost. Okay? Oh, Lord. <laughs> man, I'll start preaching, man. Y'all better hold me back. <laughs> God is good. There's no one taking God's glory. There's no one that can sit in God's place. Not a preacher, not a priest, not a church. I don't care how good they think they are and how perfect they think they are. They're birthed in sin. Sin has no place in God's throne. God is the only thing that sits in Jesus on his right hand. There's no man that can sit in God's place. When you think you're something, you better watch out. You better come down. <laughs> when you think you're, you, you, you're, you're almost like a god, no, I don't think nobody here thinks that, but sometimes we get this attitude, well, I'm having my way. <laughs> I'm going to do my thing. <laughs> Listen, you're doing two, one or the other. You're doing the devil's thing or you're doing God's thing, right? You're on one side of the fence or the other. There's no in-between. Now, listen, I don't want to make anybody feel condemned because we're not, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. I believe in my heart this, this flesh has never gotten born again. People say, well, that desire, that passion, the flesh, the flesh that wants to do everything God don't want it to do. But the Bible says I got to crucify that flesh. That means I got I to deny it what it wants. Are oh, you bringing us under the law? That's not what I'm talking about at all. If something in your flesh is destroying your life, you better get rid of it today. You better start. Say, this is not pleasing to the Lord. This thing will kill me. This thing will separate me from God. Listen, that's a personal thing between you and the Lord. I have to deal with it every day. You got to deal with it every day. You're walking in the flesh, man. You got to wake up and say, am I pleasing to the Lord? Is this glorifying God, what I'm doing? Or is it glorifying Satan? Jesus said, if you say you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. Come on, Holy Ghost. We need to stand on one side or the other. Are you born again today? Are you a Christian? Are you loving the Lord? Are you saving, serving Him with your life? Or are you following your father, the devil? I hope to God none of you. That's not what I'm saying. But I wanted you to see who the devil is. He's at your back door. He's waiting. I used to preach in prison. Lord, remember that? We used to go and I used to say, Listen, that devil, when you get out of this, this jail, this prison, that devil's waiting out that door. And believe it or not, a lot of these guys, they go, they go to church, they bring their Bible, watch it, the minute they get out, of, out, 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 get out of prison, they'd pass by the trash can, put the Bible in the garbage. How many of them you saw come back? A few. They get out of prison, they were right back. You ain't got the message yet, man? You know what brought you here in the first place? Why would you want to go back and do it? We better open. <laughs> Man, I'm not only preaching to y'all, I'm preaching to me. Because <laughs> I want to know what God wants for my life. I don't want to know what a, what, what, what a religion has to say about my life. I want to know what the Bible has to say. That book has to say. When man says, yeah, I know the Bible, so I had a... A guy, he was in another religion. He says, well, you know what? There's not just the Bible. I said, really? He's so called a Bible teacher. <laughs> That's tradition. But I said, what if your tradition contradicts the Scriptures? Well, for him, his tradition overrides the Scriptures. No, it doesn't. 
No, it doesn't. You can't take man's made laws and place it above God and expect righteousness. It's not going to happen. Jesus had this incident when he was dealing with the Pharisees about eating, eating with unwashed hands. You remember that? Or, or you know, they would say, well, you know, look at your disciples. They eating with unwashed hands. And see, he said, you hypocrites. You deny the commandment of God to keep your own tradition, like the washing of the pots and the cups and the washing of the hands. That was something they made up. That is something that they, they made a law. And what was happening that they were denying, they would go around and they, they said, well, you, you take the scripture like honor your father and your mother. And you said, well, I'm giving this gift to God. And who, you know who would get it? The Pharisees. They were giving money to the Pharisees and stuff. But yeah, but you see, when you give a gift, you, you, can, you, you don't have to obey your father and mother or honor your father and mother as long as you give the gift to God. And they were taking that money and they were giving it to the religious leaders. If you ever study that stuff, and you know what? They were putting laws, man-made laws in place above God's word. Jesus said, you hypocrites. You're up there to judge people and you're breaking God's law, right? Tell them to break the law just so it benefits yourself. That's the devil. <laughs> Listen, oh, but these were religious. No, that's the devil. Anything that comes, anytime it contradicts the word of God, it's the devil. If it tells you to do something and the Bible says not to do it, it's the devil, right? I heard one preacher say one time, he says, you know that scripture that says the pastor's to be the, or the teacher, the elders to be the husband of one wife. And he's turned around and he said, well, that means you've got to have one wife at a time. I said, really? I said, then, then, then you're telling me if I have one wife, divorce and get another one as long as I just have one. You know why? Because he had married a few times already. So he had to make the Bible say what he wanted it to say. No, one wife for life. I mean, I notice people get, some people in their lives, they had divorces and stuff. I understand that. Things happen. But that, that's, that's forgiveness for that. But don't try to take the scriptures and make it fit so you can. <laughs> no. You can't have one wife at a time. Thank God she said, she said, I'll never have <laughs> one wife. No, one. Amen? She die, you can get married to another one. If she's, or he or her is committing adultery, you have the right to marry another one. But right now, it's only one. Go ahead and read First uh, and Second Timothy and, and Titus when it talks about elders and deacons. You're going to see what I'm talking about. I see no room for it. <laughs> One preacher wrote a book on how God gave him permission to get a divorce. Yeah, sure. Didn't, didn't say the reason was for the fact that, he, that one of them was unfaithful. That's the devil lying to this man. He can write 50 books. The Bible says no. So when we start adding things to scriptures, I get so frustrated. I say, I, I'm a frustrated preacher sometimes. When I hear this stuff and I say, where does the Bible say that? And they're quoting, that like they're quoting out of the scriptures, and there are no scriptures. Because it sounds good to the flesh, right? So the devil will lie to you. He'll come in a, a, a pretty picture. He'll, he'll change things a little bit. See, when he, when he came against Jesus in the mountain, you know, when Jesus was tempted for a day, he said, the Bible says, I mean, God says, you know, and he go on, he, he quotes scripture to Jesus. Was put him on the pinnacle of the temple. You remember that story? And, uh, and he said, cast yourself down from here. It is written. He'll, he'll give his angels charge. Anytime you dash your foot against a stone, they'll rise you. He wanted Jesus to commit suicide. So, but he, he was using scripture to get Jesus to sin. To kill himself. Which suicide is sin. It's murder. It's murder in itself, but it's still murder. And he was trying to get Jesus to deny God's word. See what I'm saying? He was trying to, and Jesus would come out, it is written, y'all shall not tempt the Lord thy God. Jesus knew how to fight back. You need to know how to fight back. If you can't fight back with this word, you're in trouble. If you don't know this book, you better get in and then learn it. Because there is a war going on right now. 
And I'm not talking about a physical war. I'm talking about a spiritual war because most Christians don't know what that book says. And when things happen in their lives and they can't get an answer, they'll go to the preacher or you'll tell them what his denomination teaches. Or you tell them what his church teaches. Come on, Holy Ghost. So he's looking for an answer, but he could have got an answer a long time ago. I remember Brother Micah told me that one time he was they had, talking about when was Jesus coming back? And everybody said, well, he's coming at the beginning. He's coming mid-trip or post at the end of tribulation period. And it all stuck to me. He told me, Selene, I had to go find me a place where I can actually seek God myself till I got my answer. And I believe just what he believed. I believe he's coming before the tribulation period. That's, I can prove it scripture. I don't have time today. I, I was writing all kinds of stuff. It's going to take me forever. But, you know, the Bible says God has not appointed us unto wrath, right? Now, what did God do to Noah <laughs> before he flooded the earth? Put him in the ark, right? What did he do to Lot before he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah? Took him out. What he's going to do before the great tribulation comes upon this, I believe he's going to take us out. Hallelujah, I'm going to heaven. Ramona, I'm not going to stay with all this stuff. I'm not saying I might not have to get persecuted, die for Christ, because they've been doing that for, uh, to, to, to begin the church. Church started. But I'm going to heaven. When the tribulation comes, I'm believing God's going to come, and he's going to take us out of here. And if he does, if you want to be the pastor, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope you I hope you go too. <laughs> I love Brother Mike. He told that to Bowen one time. He said, Bowen, if the rapture happens, you can preach Sunday. Oh, he said, okay. <laughs> oh <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> the point is, are you ready? Is Satan making you believe that Jesus is delayed? Oh, they've been saying that forever. He's coming back. You know, I look at some stuff, and listen, listen, I'm a very observant person when it comes to trying to get an answer. Jesus, the Lord said this, a day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day. And people say, well, see, you don't, listen, Time has no significance with God. So when God sees a thousand years, he sees a day. There's no, there's no clock in heaven. There's no calendar in heaven. In God's time, in God's place, time has no significance. You ever thought about that? A million years will pass by. You'll be in with the Lord, and you won't even know it's gone. <laughs> because it will it, it, be life eternal. There will be no sickness. There will be no disease. There will be no debt. See, the only, the only one that's going to die is those that reject Jesus. Satan's going to be burning in a pit forever and ever. See, Satan's not in hell right now. People say, well, the devil's in hell. No, he's not. The Bible says he's the prince of the air. He hovers in the, in the atmosphere. Where you think your UFOs and all that junk's coming from? That's the demon spirit. Because why, 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 why is he in the atmosphere? He hovers over the, over the, the earth. He goes to and fro. Seeing if men are doing what God said for them to do. Oh, Lord. Okay. So when he, when he plays with your mind and your heart, he, he's, that's what he's doing. He's going around to put a thought in your head, Ray. Put a thought in my head. And watch that thought. If that thought contradicts God's word, it's the devil. Right? If it ain't right, I got, listen, I'm responsible for what I do in my relationship with God. The Bible says you to possess your own soul. You to guard your own heart. Hallelujah. Are y'all listening? Amen. Watch. When we look at this, and I'm, 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 you don't have to turn there. You can write it down if you want. When he comes, he's coming to change us, Right? He's coming to make us like him. We're going to have a glorified body. 
We're going to be able to do things our natural body can't do. Jesus walked through walls. We're going to be like him. And you can read that in John, uh, chapter, 1 John chapter 3, verse 2 and 3. And we're going to be changed in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 51 and through 57. We're going to take on a new form, a new body. We're going to become like Jesus. We're not going to become Jesus, but we'll be like him. We'll have bodies that will never see death. My God. Never age. Never get sick. Eternally at peace with God. Never to see defeat. Never to see heartache. Never to see shame. Never to see guilt. Why would you want to pass that up? <laughs> you just weigh out what the world is offering you. And weigh out what God offers. And see what's better. What is the world doing for you? How has the world helped you? How has the world made you better, person, or, or, or give you peace? The world drains from you every day. And I'm talking about the world. I'm talking about anything that contradicts God. Sin contra contradicts God. Sin will tell you to stay away from God, but it will destroy you along the way. Everybody in this church ought to be right with God, right? I'm not, I'm not, your, I'm not your judge. I'm not, I, don't, I, don't write, I don't write the, uh, the names in the book of life. God does that. But he does give us a warning what we need to be looking for as Christians and what we ought to be avoiding as Christians. You know what bothers me? And, and that's why I'm saying, I'm starting. To, why God didn't show me this stuff years ago? Because there's some things I'm seeing. I see a lack of compassion, a lack of a passion for God. I don't see the stirring in people like I used to. And it's just me. I could be wrong. But the Bible says in the last days there's going to be a great falling away. And that falling away is a deception that Satan is planted in the heart of people. See, the Antichrist will come in and say, and the only way he can be revealed, that's what my Bible says. You have to go read. I ain't got time to go through all that. But the only way he can be take, revealed is if something is taken out of the way. People have their, their opinion what that what, what's being taken. I think it's the church. The only thing that hinders Satan right now from destroying America like he wants is there's a, there's a church here. There's a church in America that's holding him back, right? Because he cannot do nothing. Why do you think he's going to run rampant when the, when the tribulation period is going to happen? There won't be no resistance. There won't be nobody praying against him. Or there'll still be church people. But they'll be lost. They'll follow the system. Man rules. But there won't be any Christians. Well, they'll have Christians after because people will get saved during the tribulation period. There will people get born again. But when the church is gone, there won't be a Christian left on the earth because every Christian is gone. Every child of God is gone. Okay? And he goes on and he says this. Now remember, the devil is a liar. And the father of all lies. Jesus told the Pharisees, the guys with the little box of scriptures on their head, the, 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 the ones that was dressed up in their religious costumes, you're of your father the devil. Boy, they didn't like that. <laughs> we have only one father, they said, it's God. If God was your father, you would seek to honor me, for I came from God. See, you can have a religious costume and not, don't have a lick of the Holy Spirit in you. You can play a religious game and not know God. I think of one of the finest Pharisees I think I've read, Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a scholar. And he came to Jesus by night. He said, no man can do these things that you do except God is with him. If you go read, uh, read John chapter 3. And Nicodemus had something drawing on him, Lord. He was something drawing Nicodemus. But he didn't understand it yet till Jesus exposed it to him. And Jesus just out of the blue comes and says, except the man be born again, cannot see the kingdom of God. I find it funny that he, he all of a sudden Nicodemus is talking about and Jesus just jumps on, except the man be born. Well, that. I said, why would Jesus just, because Nicodemus was lost. See what I'm saying? 
He didn't, Nicodemus didn't know God. This is a religious, he could quote the five first books of the Bible by heart. You ever try to, you ever try to uh, quote Numbers and uh, Leviticus especially? I get lost in the first, duh. <laughs> but this man could do it. We had a man today, he, he converted to Catholicism. Uh, Jack Benimpi surprised the living daylights out of me. A man could quote the Bible back and forth, and yet Drew, the ever-learning, the Bible says, never come into the knowledge of the truth. Man said, die, he'd probably in hell today if he didn't repent. Could quote the Bible by heart. I hope to God he turned his, repented before he died. Called the Pope, a man of God, a man that prays to idols and images and other, than, other things other than Jesus. But God help us. That's a lie. There's only one way to pray, and that's through Jesus. There's only one way to pray, and that's through, 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 through uh, his son. That's the only way he, could, he said it. I didn't say that. I am the way, the truth, and the life. As godly as Mary was, Mary was not the way. Godly woman, special woman in Scripture. I think one of the most honorable women in the Bible. But she never said, pray to me. She never said, I can go to my son for you, like religion teaches. That's a lie. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the lie. No man comes to the Father but by me. That's the truth. There's no other truth. Amen? Who's the devil? The father of lies. See, the devil don't mind you going to his mother because you can't, you're not getting to him. He don't mind you going through a religion. He don't mind you going through a preacher because it's not him. Listen, I'm here today to try to help you understand. You're going to live for truth or you're not going to live for truth? You're going to live for, for the Lord and his word or are you going to live for the devil and his word? Lenny, but Lenny, no in between? No. <laughs> Jesus said if you're in between, he'll spew you out of his mouth. He'd rather you be cold or hot because you're lukewarm and I'll spew you out of my mouth. That's what he said. One scripture that scares me in the book of Revelation, it says, repent. Lest I come and remove your candlestick. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. He would start, I know your works. I know you, you didn't bear those who were evil. I know, he go read the, the first three chapters in uh, one church, he didn't rebuke. One, I think in Thyatira maybe, I don't remember which one it was. But one of them he did, but the rest of them, they had a form of God. They had a form of religion. They did the religious things. He said, I have some water against you because you've left your first love. That's the church in Laodicea. You've left your first love. Remember, re, you know, strengthen what remains, he said. Repent, lest I come and remove your candlestick. My job in this church is to give you the truth, right? And listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not puffing my, but that's what I want to do. I prayed the other day, the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, you tell them the truth. I don't like preaching this kind of stuff because if you're dealing with something in your life, I'm not trying to condemn you. It needs to be settled. I'm not God. <laughs> this church is not God. But I am responsible to tell you the word and tell you what the word says, right? Now, I'm laying it before you this morning just like I had to lay it before myself. Am I going to do it? Am I going to listen to the devil? Or am I going to follow Jesus? Amen. I'm almost finished. I, I can't. No way I can get through this. But I believe you got enough, okay? Let me, uh, let me read verse 16 in Isaiah real quick. Well, who is the devil? Listen, they're going to, when, when all, it's all going to settle, this is, this is a question that the, the people that believe them is going to ask. How in the world did I follow this thing? How in the, look, he's so puny. <laughs> Come on. His, all of his glory is going to be ripped away from him. God's going to send him in a, in a, 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 fire, a fiery pit. Him and the Antichrist. You know, all, most of you read the Bible know the story. And, they're going to, and the people that followed him, the souls that followed him, are going to say this. Those who see will gaze at him and consider saying, is this the man who made the earth? Come on, to tremble? 
this, this thing is what caused man to, to, to be destroyed? There will be no glory in the devil. There will be no more strength in the devil. And they get amazed at, <laughs> see, the devil, all he has to do is make you believe a lie, Right? All he told Eve says, God don't want you. To, I don't think it was the fruit as much as he made her believe she could be like God. Because you remember that? When he said, uh, God don't want you to know the day you eat, you can become like him. And it appealed to her flesh. Eve and Adam had a flesh. Come on, somebody. And they had to give in to that flesh and brought sin into the world. I had a guy tell me one, I think I told that story. His son shot himself, killed himself, and he was mad at God. So it ain't God's fault. God had a perfect plan to cast. God didn't mean that a soul would perish in hell. God made a perfect man could live for Adam and Eve could still be alive today. Never to see sickness or disease. Never to die. But the day they ate that fruit, they died. Spiritually, they took 900 some years later, the Bible says, but they died. They were separated from God. The worst death a human being can experience is a separation from God. It's not necessarily a physical death. Nobody wants to die, but it's the spiritual death. If you're spiritually dead, you listen, the physical death is going to be a whole lot worse. It's going, come on, Jesus. You got to be born again, right? What is this thing? Is this, is, is, is that what deceived the world? Is that what made the governments of the world tremble? Is this, the, what is he? And they can look at the devil. He says, who made the world and the wilderness and destroyed its cities and who did not open the house of prisoners? I mean, he's a bounder. He, he, he bounds people up. He has, there's, there's, there's just not a physical prison. There's a spiritual prison. Listen, I hate to feel dry and hopeless. I hate to feel no, no passion for God. Listen, I went through a time years ago that I didn't even feel love anymore. I, I, I was just, just, I don't know what happened. It just, I'd gotten comfortable maybe. I've, 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 I've started trusting in something other than God. And it's like I didn't hear from God. It's like it was just going through the motions. I don't ever want to be like that no more. I don't ever want to experience that anymore. If that is happening, stop and say, Lord, please help me. Don't walk another step. Till you made that decision in your heart that you're going to be close to the Lord. Because it is, it is, it is horrible. I had gotten to the point where I wasn't feeling compassion anymore. That's a strange feeling. I was going to church. I was doing what I thought was right, but it, it had become a, uh, it had become a, a religion to me. It, become, it was just emotions I was going through. You get where I'm coming from? How many have been through that? <laughs> Seriously, it was like I was, I was just like, I was just carrying a title. But not experiencing a relationship with God. It's, it's, it's a funny feeling. And I know sometimes we go through valleys. I know we go through, you know, the Lord showed me years ago. You know, you ever saw, you remember we used to, with the television with the little knob and, and you know what I'm saying? And you was trying to watch a movie or a show, and all you saw was a fuzz, and you saw some black shapes of people, like a fuzzy, and you, and you, <laughs> you ever been, put your hand on that one, and you pick your leg up, <laughs> and he said, son, you remember those days? I said, yeah. He said, you know what's the matter? The antenna's broke. <laughs> oh. And he showed me an old ghost town. You know Western towns? You ever seen that? With the, with, the, with the tumbling weeds going through the town and, you know what I'm saying, you, you hear the wind blowing and they got a bank there, they got a hospital there, they got a motel there, they got a doctor's office, everything, but the place is empty, there's no life there. Oh, Ooh, that hurts. <laughs> I said, God, I, got, I said, man, what's wrong? I want to sing, I want to praise you ever decided one day, you say, I'm going in my room, I'm going to pray. And you, God's tugging in your heart, and all of a sudden, there the phone starts ringing. Mama's coming over. 
grandpa died or something. <laughs> everything, it just seemed like everything that possibly could go wrong for you not to pray, it happens. Right? Hmm. I'm going to leave you all alone. <laughs> Ever been through that? <laughs> oh, man, it's so hard. I feel so uncomfortable. It's kind of like when a husband and wife gets in an argument. Oh, brother, I'm going to start something. I'm waving at You know, you, you got that sharp edge. You can feel it. You can feel that tension. And, and no matter what you do, until you repent to each other, say, I'm sorry. That it's gonna, it's gonna, you're going to feel that uneasiness. Till you forgive one another. There will be no peace and rest. Listen, I'm not, listen I, I know what I've gone through. I've been through that stuff. Listen, I, I, I come home sometime. I, would, I had a, such a bad day. Truck broke, man. The transmission, uh, I want to run. The, the tri shaft falls off. The busted, the tire busted. I said, I ain't happy, Captain. <laughs> and you know, to Jan said, Lenny, we're going to trust the Lord. <laughs> Trust the Lord. <laughs> you ain't in that grease bucket. <laughs> you ain't, ain't. Look at me. <laughs> I look like a pig. <laughs> but she's right. <laughs> and you know what? Till I slow down, say, Lord, forgive me. And I, next day, you, next day comes around. Look, it's like it, like it never happened. You be like y'all been in that mess. But you see, as if I stay defeated then I, I will never win. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. If I stay defeated and not get up, a righteous man falls seven times and he rises back up, Ramona. No matter how many times he fails. You know some of the greatest things in life, some of the greatest victory happens when there's failure? People say, what does that mean? Abraham Lincoln, how many times? Twelve times he ran for political office. He could have gave up the first. Before he won the presidency of the greatest office in the, in the nation. He would run for offices. He'd lose every time. He kept on. He kept on. He believed that's what God wanted him to do. He believed that's what he had to achieve, and he did it. But what if he gave up the first time? African Americans might still be slaves. Uh, come on. We might, our nation might be destroyed a long time ago. You stop and think about that stuff. If you quit... If you quit, you tied God's hands. If you say, I, I, I'm not going to serve you no more, I'm going to just do my thing, you just defeated, Satan defeated you. But it's hard. I know it's hard. But you get to fight. Amen? Your faith is more important than any relationship you have on this planet, okay? When that goes, I tell me, Book talked a lot. I said, Book said, if you, if you let your faith go, Satan is one. If, you, if your faith in God and Jesus is gone, then Satan has won. He's the, the liar has won. The murderer has won. The deceiver has won. Amen. Stand up, please.